is the Luscious Slew, and I listen to the Comic Syndicate. If you love comics, you'll be into what? Listen to the Comic Syndicate. If movies make you contemplate, just science will accommodate. Twitter for communication at Comic Syndicate 1. I was drowning in a sea of podcasts, and I found the one I need at long last. Book reviews, the news, and sex facts. It's more than anyone can ask for. The Comic Syndicate Podcast. Ooh, the Comic Syndicate Podcast. Ooh, the Comic Syndicate Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. The Comic Syndicate Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Comic Syndicate. Check them out at comicsyndicate.podbean.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And now, here are your hosts, Josiah Sinek. Welcome to the Comic Syndicate episode 310. I'm your host, Josiah Sapp, for the villain on Twitter, at comic underscore syndicate on Instagram. What's up, guys? Uh, welcome back to another week. Uh, it's going to be back-to-back recording. Um... Yeah, let's hit it. I think I got a lot of shit to go through. I think I have a birthday shout out to go through, and a lot of fucking news, guys. All right, uh, welcome to the Comic Syndicate. Uh, let's hit it like we normally do. What we spoke about 100 episodes ago, guys. This is going to be off of episode 210. We entitled hashtag New Ride. I know exactly what this is. Um, if you guys are ever curious about any of these titles. I, if I remember them, I will tell you a quick story, but go back 100 episodes ago, go into the catalog, pull up the comicsyndicate.podbean.com, and find episode 210. Uh, this one was a very simple question. Have you guys ever walked into uh, the wrong car in a parking lot? Anywhere, really. A uh, parking lot, your own home, um, on the street. Um, I know it sounds weird. You think it's your car, and you have your keys ready to, to take off, and, and you realize fuck me, this isn't my car. That is that story. Um, it's also happened to me a second time. I hope I'm not the only one that has gone through this and experienced this, but it was a funny fucking story. Uh, that's the gist of it for the most part. Episode 210, we hit. Uh, we went through at Mem the Beaner and app for the villain play catch-up, hit what we spoke about 100 episodes ago. Let's get freaky. Don't remember that title. Um, hit football talk week 12, week 13 picks. Then go into what the fuck news. The 10 most dangerous toys of all time. Oh, interesting. We recorded this November 27th, 2017, so that makes sense. Uh, we hit comic talk, comic news, The Walking Dead, Incredibles 2 trailer, Marvel Studios, Star Wars, The Last Jedi talk, Justice League new Harley Quinn animated series, which is actually pretty hysterical ongoing now. Batman White Knight debuts new character, Mark Millar going ongoing Hit Girl series, along with his new kick-ass lead, uh, lead, then finally rock comic reviews, Sherlock Frankenstein, number one and number two, East of West, number 35, which was my book of the week, and, the, and we end the podcast with a question for parents. Very interesting, because now I'm very intrigued by the question we asked to parents. Off the top of my head, I don't know, 2017, that was literally five years ago. So 
Um, I know off of the titles I normally toss out, but like all the redundant weird stuff, you gotta listen to the show, guys. All right. Um, I did see there was a birthday, uh, oddly enough. And I'm going to tell a weird random story. This is bullet points real quick. But um, fuck me. Happy birthday to me, I guess. Happy birthday to Adam. Uh, happy birthday to the Comic Syndicate. Um, Just a real brief, quick story. I am still not quite sure on our first recording date. Um, I do know that it was preseason football. And this past week, uh, Thursday night, was first preseason of football. So I'm talking about August, uh, fuck, I don't know, 4th, I think, August 3rd, 4th or 5th of this year, 2020-22, was the first preseason game. Now, I believe Adam and I recorded, um, it's a weird thing. Now, I know we were watching preseason football, so I think we recorded on a Thursday night, honestly. It was definitely a Thursday night. Now, I'm saying all that just to lead somewhere. Um, so it was either... <laughs> bear with me, guys. Um, I know it's my our birthday. So, Adam, happy fucking birthday, dude. Uh, this is our baby now. But trip out on this. So it was preseason football for sure. That had to have been the... And I did the dates. And looking back at calendars, I'm like, it has to be within this pocket window. So 7-29-2013. Or within... August 8th, 2013. Uh, regardless, those are the dates I have. Um, so technically, uh, we put out episode one. We had it up for two weeks. We, look, we buried it. Uh, it's gone. It's, it's, I, I want to, I hope someone has it, but it's gone. We pulled it completely. We sounded so bad. We had no structure. We were learning. There was no learning curb. Uh, there weren't people to, to go talk to and ask questions to about how to record sound quality functions, functionality, um, just again, structure so much. The, the, so many behind the, the scenes, things that nobody fucking really knows unless you do it. So, 2013 is when we started. Uh, it's now, again, August 7th, 2022. I'm recording on a Sunday. Beautiful hot day, though, in Cali out here. Uh, but yes, it's it's our birthday uh, for the most part. So we started recording in 2013. So we're eight years old now. The Comic Syndicate is eight years old. So uh, welcome aboard to all the new listeners. Uh, do share the podcast, please, guys and girls. Uh, it's been fun doing it. We've got to do a lot of fucking cool shit uh, off of it, going to conventions, going to video game conventions, uh, in- interviews. We've got to do uh, – have been dope. So we love doing it, and I know Adam's recording again. So uh, find Adam Garza now at Comics and Tortillas, the podcast. It's a very cool show. Him and Hector do a great job, and I just wanted to send some love to them because um, I do listen to those cats, and I miss hearing Adam. I miss hearing that guy nerd out. So um, the the energy he and I had together was its own separate entity, which was fun to do, but I'm glad he's back at it. So, Adam, again, uh, happy fucking eighth birthday, man. We got a baby, and she's eight years old. All right, um, let's see. What do I got for the rest of bullet points? I believe that's it. Um, yeah, bullet points. Fuck it. We got a lot of news to get through. It's going to be run through, gun it, and I, the news alone is going to take me forever to get through. All right, guys, uh, real quick before I take this break, uh, subscribe to the Comic Syndicate in 
Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, I think I might have said. Anywhere you guys can find podcasts. Subscribe to the podcast. Share the podcast more than anything. If you guys can leave a review anywhere, would it be dope? Uh, I'm not going to ask you for money. I'm not going to ask you for fucking anything else for extra content. That's just not what I do. But um, if you guys could share it, if you guys want to collaborate, hit me up on the side too. Uh, we can definitely hook something up. All right, guys. I'll be right back with some comic talk. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. I'm writing All-Star Batman uh, this year, and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. I'm Mitch Garrett, the artist of Sheriff of Babylon. I'm Tom King, the writer of Sheriff of Babylon, and you're listening to the Comic Syndicate. Syndicate. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to the Comics Syndicate. Hi, my name is Brian Bucciolato, and I listen to Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Chris Michelle. We're hanging out here at Frank and Sons, and we're having a good time on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon. And uh, you're listening to me live on Comic Syndicate. Hi, this is Brian Michael Bendis, and you are listening to the Comic Syndicate. Comic Talk. Syndicate. Syndicate. Ooh. Go to. One. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? This is Shola Mighty Duena, Miguel, Miguel Diaz, Diaz from Cobra Kai. This is Jacob, this is Jacob Bertrand. Hawk, I play Hawk. And you're listening, and you're listening to the Comic to the Syndicate. Syndicate. All right. What's up, guys? Uh, sorry, dude. The mixing a little bit got weird there. Got thrown off by everyone's at the pool right now. It's uh, 5.53 p.m. on a beautiful Sunday out here, and everyone's in the pool, and I'm like, fuck, I need to jump in the pool. So let's get this taken care of, wrapped up, so I can jump in the pool. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot of fucking news, uh, a lot of weird, fucked up, interesting news, and it's it's going to take me a while to get through. I have two comic reviews as well, but this is comic news. I'm going to go more in depth, and hopefully a lot more places have gone in depth on one particular topic, but I will get there soon enough. First one is going to be Pat- Patrick Swayze classic Roadhouse is being remade with Jake Gyllenhaal. He's going to star as the lead role. Um, forgot his name, Dawson, I think, something like that. Anyways, I'm probably wrong on that. But, um, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal is going to be the new Patrick Swayze. Um, and recently the, to the cast that was added was UFC ex-champion uh, Conor McGregor. So that's going to be interesting. But uh, part one or the original uh, Roadhouse had Terry Funk. So go funk yourself, right? Next one's going to be Dolph Lundgren pumps brakes on Drago spinoff. Says he thought Stallone was involved. So last week, or even this past week, I think earlier this week, Monday, uh, Dolph Lundgren was all on board for a Drago spinoff Creed movie. Apparently, Sylvester Stallone got word of this and he got pissed off like he doesn't have the rights necessarily to these characters anymore. So he, yeah, he started ripping everyone a new asshole. But technically, he doesn't have the rights to them anymore, to these characters and um, once Dolph Lundgren heard about this, he's like, ooh, I don't want to fucking piss off my boy. So we don't know. This one's kind of in limbo, but there's a lot of shit that's going to be in limbo soon enough. Next one's going to be Keanu Reeves' starring in a Scorsese and Di- DiCaprio Hulu series called The Devil in the White City. Um, I believe it was an ad- adaptation of a-, of a novel. I've never read it personally but um scorsese and even fucking leonardo dicaprio are dope in in the works they do and i love keanu reeves i literally have john wick 2 playing as i'm recording right now uh and i'm literally wearing a john wick shirt as we speak 
So um, I'm very curious to see what happens or what this is about. I'm going to do more research on that. Hopefully I have some, uh, some more stuff on board with that soon enough. Next one's going to be Joker 2 will largely be set in Arkham Asylum. Uh, the upcoming sequel to 2019's Joker will reportedly be set mostly in Arkham Asylum, a psychiatric hospital known for housing Batman's worst villains. And if you guys have heard the news, and if you guys haven't, the news is uh, Lady Gaga is on board. And she's going to be Harley Quinn. I'm the only person that did not like and had no fucking shame or remorse talking shit on how terrible the Joker movie was. Because it wasn't an origin story at all. Um, Yeah, uh, the name of that episode is called Subjective View. Guys, go find it. It's underneath the comicsyndicate.podbean.com banner. Find it. Let me know what you think. If you guys disagree with me, if you guys have any points or counterpoints on why you loved it and why I should love it, listen to that episode, and I might change your mind about if it was really a good movie or a bad movie. Next one, lots of interesting. This has been the hot topic of the past week, and the few podcasts that I've listened to, um, they talk shit, but they haven't gone in-depth like I'm going to go through right now. Hopefully, this is no more than just 25 minutes of me going through uh, the story, but there's so many uh, weird things and rabbit holes you can go through in this story but um i'm gonna hit the topics just right off the bat and i'm, I'm gonna go through them as brief as i can but the first one's gonna be is <laughs> it's all part of the larger narrative of this story the first topic is gonna be batgirl brendan frazier's firefly reportedly a new take on a classic character okay so that's the first piece of news all these are gonna go back to back to back i'm gonna run and gun for the Flash star, Michael Keaton explains why you put on the bat suit. So they interviewed Michael Keaton. Yeah, you know what? This is why I want to try the role of Batman again. This is the one that's big headlines that everyone's talking about. But again, no one's probably going to hit it as, as in depth uh, as I'm going to do right now. The newest report, Batgirl movie will not be released due to quote-unquote irredeemable test screenings. A new report claims that Warner Brothers is planning on shelving Batgirl, despite considerable time and money have been uh, have been sunk into the project. If new report is to be believed, then Batgirl may never see the light of day. All right, now I'm gonna go through this real quick. The New York Post claims an aside an inside source told the paper that Warner Brothers plans to scrap Batgirl, which was expected to debut on HBO Max. Now, I, originally I heard theatrical debut. They think an unspeakable Batgirl is going to be irredeemable, the source said, pointing to film the film's alleged reception at test screenings. Now, that's the first piece, big piece of information. Because before we go into everything else, I'm going to give you guys as much story, background, context as I can on this, and then you guys can make up your mind. The news was quickly corroborated by The Wrap and The Hollywood Reporter, though neither outlet claimed it was due to its port quality. Uh, Variety, meanwhile, seemed to put the entire matter to rest. Quote-unquote, studio insiders insist the decision was not driven by the quality of the film or the commitment of the filmmakers, but by the desire for the studio slate of DC features to be at a blockbuster scale. Okay, now this report, and I'm going to go through so much. This, at the time it came out, the estimated cost was between 700, I'm sorry, 7D 
and $100 million at the time of its cancellation. I'm going to go through so much right now, guys, so bear with me. Poor Batgirl. Next topics is still going to be the same story. Batgirl fans rally in attempt to reverse the film's cancellation. So now, 70 to $100 million have been put into this movie alone. So all the fans are jumping on board, trying to get it back on track and like, okay, release the movie. If release the movie sounds familiar, uh, fans did this with release the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Um, It was better, in my opinion, than the original Justice League. I personally liked it better. Uh, They spent so much money on that uh, movie alone with retakes, shoots, uh, recasting in a few weird ways. And we're going to go into that. Trust me, I'm not going to hold any punches. And I want you guys to decide for yourself. So now fans are on board. You know what? We want this movie to continue on. Now, Rival Studio exec calls Batgirl movie cancellation unprecedented. A Rival Studio executive believes Warner Brothers showing its DC movie about Batgirl after it had just finished production is an unprecedented move. Deadline senior film reporter Justin Kroll posted on his social media account that he had received, quote-unquote, a call from a Rival Studio exec who who was floored by the move. Kroll stated that the executive told him, quote-unquote, worked in this town for three decades, and this is some unprecedented shit right here. So execs are, quote-unquote, talking shit behind the scenes of this. There's still so much more to go through, guys. Bear with me. Warner Brothers, another one, this is all part of the story. Warner Brothers may have canceled Batgirl for a tax write-off. A new report indicates that Warner Brothers shelved Batgirl so that the studio could use the DC Extended Universe film as a tax write-down. I'm going to go through this article real quick. Adam and Hector, I know you guys went through this. Hector, I know you don't listen to me. That's fine. Warner Brothers reportedly shelved Batgirl so that the studio could use the film as a tax write-off. And that wasn't a shot at you guys at all. Um, it seriously wasn't. According to Variety, several sources have stated that Warner Brothers Discovery... So let's hit that real quick. Warner Brothers Discovery, there was a merger. Discovery bought uh, Warner Brothers. So Warner Brothers Studios. Warner Brothers Studios owns... DC Comics. So now uh, the banner is going to be called uh, Discovery Plus, I believe. Warner Brothers Discovery. Okay. But um, regardless, it's Discovery now that owns and has rights to all the properties that are entitled to DC Comics and Warner Brothers in general. So WB shows, uh, let's even look at the Looney Tunes characters, guys. I mean, that's what it encompasses in general. So now, um, they want to write off the movie now. So whatever DC Extended Universe uh, higher-ups had in mind now, a lot of people have got fired since the merger. So it's the same thing, the acquisition of essentially Disney buying out Marvel, Marvel Comics. The same thing happened. So now that's able to flourish together, but now there's no... Uh, obvious singular vision to get this company going in any sort of direction and that's where the news becomes way more interesting so they spent 90 million dollars to make this movie the movie was done i think they even did did reshoots a month ago a few months ago and this movie is completely scrapped it's completely they they're calling it vaulted And that's essentially what they're going to do. The only way they can make money, actually, they can't make money off of it. 
Okay, so here we go. However, should Warner Brothers choose to move forward with this strategy, the studio would be unable to monetize Batgirl in the future. This means that Warner Brothers would be prevented from releasing the DC Extended Universe film on streaming or in theaters, as, or as well as selling the film to another studio at any point down the road. Originally stated, slated to premiere on HBO Max in late 2022 or early 2023, Batgirl was canceled in August 2022. Due to the quote unquote desire for the studio slate of DC features to be at a blockbuster scale. The film is estimated to have cost between 70 again to $100 million at the time. We found out it's nine, it cost $90 million to make this movie. And now, because of this, um, that's where the, th- the, the weird thing is. Now, they're completely axing this movie, they're going to shelve it, they're going to fucking vault it. And they want to recoup any cost, $90 million. And there's also more reports coming out that they still needed to promote the movie, which was going to be at least another $60 million. They would easily have to make $150 million off of this movie just to break even. Now, that's that's not even besides the point. That's one of the points, guys. Warner Brothers now releases official Batgirl cancellation explanation. Now, this is coming from Warner Brothers. We just got bought out by Discovery Channel. So this is what our response is. Warner Brothers releases an official statement about an expected cancellation. All right. Per The Hollywood Reporter, a spokesperson for the company clarified that the movie to, the move to terminate Barbara Gordon's first live-action film was due to a shift in how it's approaching its cinematic world of superheroes. This is now the direct quote. The decision is not to release Batgirl reflects our leadership's strategic shift as it relates to the DC Universe and HBO Max, Warner Brothers said. Leslie Grace, so uh, the girl who's going to play Batgirl, is an incredibly talented actor, and this decision was and is not a reflection of her performance. We're incredibly grateful to the filmmakers of Batgirl. Um, and their respective cast, and we hope to collaborate with everyone again in the near future. Okay, so this is what's going down. Now we are, we're hearing several reports. Like, it's not because the movie was bad. It's because it's going to be a tax write-off. And yet, there's still more news <laughs> about this, guys. Um, are we done yet? Um, not yet. I just want to give you guys context. Like, again, everything source I've heard podcast-wise has been giving just nuggets. And it's like, no, if we're going to go deep diving, I host deep dives in comic, deep, deep dives in comics, deep dives and rabbit holes, the podcast. So I'm used to fucking pulling on strings and finding information. And that's exactly what I'm doing, dude. Batgirl, Warner Brothers, source defends film's quality, cites new DC EU goes for cancellation. An insider claims that Batgirl's quality did not cause the film's cancellation and insists that the reasons stem from conflict within the DC Extended Universe. Despite rumors of the quote-unquote unspeakable nature of the film after a test screening, Variety reported that studio insiders insist the decision was not driven by the quality of the film or the commitment of the filmmakers, filmmakers, but by the desire for the studio slate of DC features to be at a blockbuster scale. Again, the whole back and forth between is it a good movie or this movie isn't good enough to our standards of we, what we want a DC movie to be. Now, if we're going to talk about it, let's talk about it real quick. Uh, Superman sucked. Uh, Sorry, Adam. It it was a terrible movie. Um, Harley Quinn sucked. Uh, Justice League sucked. 
Uh, Aquaman sucked. Justice League sucked. I said that. Um, none of them have been good. Like, like there's no way around it. There, none of them have been good. So if Batgirl didn't meet their criteria for a good movie, this must have been really bad. But again, there's so many sides to the story. Continuing on, without Batgirl, will Michael Keaton still be in the DC Extended Universe's Batman? Or will he be Batman? Okay, now, he was going to come out in Batgirl. So the original Michael Keaton Batman from Tim Burton-verse um, in the 90s, early 90s, is he was expected to come back um, as Batman and be Batman again. He was also supposed to come out in um, Aquaman 2. And he was supposed to come out in The Flash and their version of Flashpoint. Now, he was supposed to be and was slated for three movies. After this happened, um, from casting choices to other controversies, the upcoming The Flash in the DC Extended Universe has been living and dying in fan anticipation by virtue of one character, Batman. That won't be the Ben Affleck version of the Cape Crusader, but the version played by Michael Keaton. Unfortunately, the actor's return might not be as permanent as fans suspected. The planned movie Batgirl that has been canceled and that the project was to feature Keaton's Batman, but now that Leslie Grace's vehicle got shelved, it's questionable if Keaton's Dark Knight will have any role in The Flash. Reports say that Michael Keaton is out and done completely so now we have uh we don't even have news but we do uh, what's his name um aquaman jason momoa posted a week after comic-con that ben affleck is now going to be back as batman not the biggest news to come out um all this is way bigger news that dc didn't drop at comic-con at all um so very interesting so michael keaton is completely out Ben Affleck is back in uh, the role or the scenes that Michael Keaton was supposed to have in Aquaman 2 no longer exist, and it's going to be now Ben Affleck again. Now, everyone talks shit on Ben Affleck as Batman. I love him as Batman. I, I really do. He wasn't written properly as Batman, but I really enjoyed his Batman. All right, so now we're going to go through more Batgirl talk. Total Batgirl girl-centric episode. Backrow directors break silence on film's abrupt cancellation. So now we get to hear from the directors, Adil El-Arbi and Bilal Falah. I'm pretty sure I butchered both of their names. React to the abrupt cancellation. So, the duo posted a statement to Instagram, which you can read below. Okay, In it, they describe themselves as saddened and shocked by the news, adding that they're still in disbelief they continued. As directors, it is critical that our work be shown to audiences, and while the film was far from finished, we wish that fans all over the world have had or would have had the opportunity to see and embrace the final film themselves. As the statement went on, they thanked the cast, calling them fantastic actors, and said that it was a privilege and an honor to have been a part of the DC Extended Universe, even if it was for a brief moment. Back row for life. So that's their that's their call. Okay, so that's news up to date. I'm going to go into a few more things that are still very much more what the fuck. HBO Max removes multiple exclusive originals with no warning. Now, this is all still off of the, hill, the heels of Discovery in charge now. Now, they want to make changes, and they put out a statement also stating they want to 
look at the DC Extended Universe and take the 10-year plan like Marvel did. They should have done that a long time ago. Um, They wanted to toss out everything at the wall and see what stuck. Nothing fucking stuck. And I know, Adam, I love you. Superman makes you cry. That's great. Then That's fantastic. It's not a good movie. It should not make you cry. Um, they should have taken their time getting all these characters together and introduced them together as a team, as a family, as a unit. And that's something they, they never did. Um, so uh, that that's still part of the news. Now, I'm saying all that to get to this point in particular. That point in particular is... Okay, we're going to scrap Batgirl because for two fucking reasons. Let's look at it this way. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we're all wrong. Maybe all these news reporters are wrong too. Two reasons. First one, um, we want to just write it off as a a tax down. Like, you know what? Fuck it. You know, we spent a lot of money, so let's try to recuperate what we can. Or number two. This movie just didn't meet up to fucking standards. Like, this movie fucking sucks. We sent it out to test audiences, and they looked at it like it was a bad episode of TV, is the quote. Now, let's say one of those two things happened. And let's just say, let's say for fuck's sake here, let's say the movie was just a bad fucking movie. Um, there's one person in particular, Ezra, Ezra Miller's flash film, still on track despite Batgirl cancellation now that's the exact point i wanted to make um ezra miller um he beats up women like attacks women um he's at a karaoke bar and he rear naked chokes a lady okay i mean it's not the worst he's done because there's so much more shit he's done um he's been hmm. okay okay allegedly he's been grooming young boys so that's a terrible fucking thing. Now, let's just say for, again, conversation point here. Let's say Batgirl really was a piece of shit fucking movie. And let's just say it was bad. Do you want the face of your new movie um, to be a... I don't want to say a pedophile. You're grooming fucking young boys. Guess what grooming is. I feel like it's... Sound like a dickhead having to reiterate this. But DC is completely cool having this dude be the face of the Flash of Barry Allen. And we're going to continue with this movie. Now, my boys in my summer movie league draft. So the boys from the 2OC podcast. So Allen, Anton, Carl, myself, we kind of dissected it in a weird way. Our conversation way back when has always been, why don't they just recast it with a different Barry Allen, a different actor, and reshoot the fuck out of this movie. Like they did it for the Snyder Cut. Every movie does it. Why don't they get rid of the dude? And yet, this is the movie they're going to continue on with, and they're going to scrap Batgirl because either, again, two reasons. We want to, we need to write this movie off, you know, as a tax down, or this movie just sucked and it didn't meet our expectations. Now you're probably asking yourself, because I am, how is this bad? <laughs> you know what? I think that's the title of this fucking show. How is this bad? Um, I don't understand 
Like, if I'm able to put these thoughts together and have conversations with people that feel the same way about movies and comics the way I do. Probably not the two OC boys. I'm the comic nerd of the bunch. But we're big movie fucking buffs. And Carl is too. Alan Anton. We shoot the shit about directing movie styles, scenes, um, shots. Um, and this one, we when we do our summer movie draft, we literally take the role in a weird way of, of if we're a big company how do we gain an audience how do we make this movie watch like how can we redeem this and so we have a weird way to look at these things now i'm not an executive producer i'm not look i'm just a fucking dude with two jobs that hosts fucking three podcasts that's all i am simple guy but looking at these, these things in general am i a fucking dickhead for looking at it like Ezra Miller did fucking what? And again, how is this a bad thing that we're going to fucking continue to keep him um, in the role? And we're going to scrap Batgirl. It just doesn't make sense. The only reason I can really see behind it, which I don't really see, is um, it's Flashpoint. So now they can introduce more multiverses and different characters of, of... uh, different people portraying these characters for the most part, different versions of themselves. Now, um, yeah, more just just to wrap this up, kind of. Let's say now, because Batgirl got scrapped now, Blue Beetle, who's to say that's not in danger of losing its its production? Green Lanterns for HBO Max has been announced. Who's to say that's not scrapped? Uh, we have The Penguin Show, which is a Gotham, I forget the name of that one, for HBO Max also. Uh, who's to say that's not going to get axed? Uh, all these shows now, who's to say none of these things are going to get axed at all? Now, if it's a money thing, I'm pretty sure for HBO it's a money thing. They just got bought out, um, so HBO owns well, owns Warner Brothers. Um, has now Discovery has the rights now technically to HBO, so all of their their films and movie projects, and those have all been shelved too. A lot of movies now have recently been shelved on top of everyone else that has gotten. I don't want to say fired, furloughed was the best way to put it when I got uh, let go of at the theater um, at the pandemic. It's a nice way of telling you the door's right there, motherfucker. Um, so all these things, like, how do I feel about these things? Um, again, let me, let's cap off with Ezra Miller reportedly driving across the United States armed and wearing a bulletproof vest. Like homeboy is on the run. So I don't even know if they're going to be able to interview this guy at the premiere. Um, he's going to be like driving through as you hear a bunch of wind. Oh yeah. I wish I was there. It's just, I got stuck in traffic. Like, and they're going to let this dude continue on with this. So I don't know how I feel. I wanted to give you guys as much background and context without being full of shit. Like, this could be a fucking joke. And I really can make fun of this in so many ways, especially Ezra Miller for choking out that girl at at the karaoke bar. At least he warned her prior and said, you suck, before he went up on stage and rear naked choked this broad. Sorry, broad. Um... But, I mean, the whole, this is the face of our franchise that we're going to keep is oddly funny to me. Uh, DC has been doing a terrible job across the board for the longest time. Adam, you're right. You and I would have the conversation all the time. DC animated movies are fan-fucking-tastic, and their shows. 
the movies are bad and they're run terribly and they're just not good. Um, I think that's all I'm going to talk about uh, on that part. I do have <laughs> some Marvel news. Do we want to end it on a good note? You know what? Let me scroll through a bit. How do you guys feel about it? Hit me up. Um, am I wrong? Josias, you're a dick. You don't know what you're talking about. Holy shit, Josias. I had no idea there was way more to it than that. Yeah, because everyone was jumping towards the quick, let's podcast about it real quick. No, there's so much more of the fucking story. And we still don't know a lot more pieces to the fucking puzzle here. Tax write-off is one thing. If the movie just straight up sucked, there's a, there's been a lot of shitty movies that have been out there that, that continue to go out and make nothing. And I just don't understand it. Like, recast, reshoot Ezra Miller, and fuck it, if you gotta reshoot fucking some scenes for Batgirl, um, do it. But I just don't understand. Let's just shelve this and let's continue to put this one out. Like, you're, the face of your franchise again is gonna be someone like that i I don't understand so yeah guys um i hope you guys enjoyed my rant and i thought i was gonna go off way more on a rant in regards to that um ezra miller like started a cult and i know that sounds bad because after all the shit i've said already look if this sounds like a joke i couldn't have written this any wrote this any more fucking funny than what it is and the sad thing is it's not fun it's not funny dude it's it's sad it's fucked up i wanted to see batgirl and you guys are looking at the the cover to this particular episode it's an old one uh adam and i used for exploding bullet uh seek donnelly interview from fuck i think episode maybe i don't think we were in our hundreds yet but this is how yeah i'm gonna put up that particular picture again and that's Batgirl. That's Batgirl in, in just, yeah. All right, man. Um, fuck it. Give me a few. I need a break from that one so I can find my reviews and hit uh, some comic talk. Ooh, comic reviews after comic talk. All right. Let's hit some comic reviews, guys. First one's going to be a number one uh, comic. It's going to be um, do a powerbomb, number one. Uh, it's going to be an Image Comics title, and this particular title was actually um, recommended to me by by Adam from uh, the, uh, um, my boy. I miss dude. I haven't seen in fucking years. Um, the host of Comics and Thirty S podcast he hit me up. I'm still a huge wrestling fan. I grew up a wrestling fan, so he really enjoyed it, and he said, "Check it out. It's I like it." It's like the art's not the best, but if you like wrestling, you'll like this. Um, it's pretty much, let me find my page real quick, and I froze up. So um, I'm going to give you the writer artist. The writer is the artist, so he's one of those those cats that, you know, uh, Del dives into both, the writing and art. So he's the same cat, same gentleman um, doing both jobs. But in a nutshell, while I'm pulling up my reviews, uh, it's pretty much a necromancer. Um, a bunch of different, uh, uh, he was somehow imprisoned by a bunch of other, I don't want to say continents, but a bunch of different entities that stopped him and kind of put him in this hellish limbo type place. Now, as he's in this limbo, he started watching TV and he says, I watched everything. As he's talking to this girl, he's had, he's having this interaction with this, this, conversation with uh I'm trying to explain to her like okay like there's one thing that did it for me that just grasped my attention that i loved the fuck out of 
and it was pro wrestling. He's like, I'm having these matches now, and I want to make the best product I can. He almost sounds like Vince McMahon. That sounds weird. And I got news on that too. Anyways, um, so very cool to to get this weird background because I haven't I haven't read a lot of uh I don't know I guess want to I'll say wrestling uh comic books ever before. So to get this weird background of this particular story was interesting. So he makes this girl a deal that he's talking to. If you win this match, um, and it's it's they're like an again a limbo type place if you win this match i will give you anything your hearts desire it'll be a tag team match she's like okay but what's the fucking rub here because and i was thinking this to myself as i started reading it i'm like okay i love wrestling yes i'm a sucker i'm a nerd for it i grew up you know Jake the snake roberts honky tonk man ultimate warrior the rockers um the steiner brothers um so harley race rick flair I grew up in that time, so but being a fan though, I knew and still know to this day, it's pretty fucking determined. I'm like, okay, but you got to book the match, and there has to be a predetermined winner and loser. But let's see, I mean, let's be real here. Even though it is a predetermined show, dramedy for the most part, um, there's still the physicality behind legit wrestling. So. WWE, uh, TNA, AEW, all the independent wrestling shows, you still, it's a physical fucking thing. And these motherfuckers put their bodies on the line and they get their asses kicked. And I respect it. And it's a spectacle and it's a show. And it's a show that I, I still enjoy to this day. So I'm thinking like it's predetermined. And so now this girl in this story tells the dude, the necromancer, but you do know it's predetermined, right? So who the fuck's going to win? How do you expect me to get my wish desire if it's predetermined, dickhead? And this necromancer still thinks it's real. So he's like, no, we're going to have real life death matches. And that's how you win. So that changes the story and the complexity of the story a bit. So he's like, don't worry. Um, it's going to be a tag team match. It's going to be a death match, but you just need to find yourself a partner. Now, this girl has been training for a long time. Apparently, she lost her mother, who was a luchador, I want to say, a wrestler as well. Um, her dad hated the fact that her mom would wrestle all the time. And, and we found out in this issue number one, without spoiling much, her mom had passed away in, in a match for the most part. We don't get details yet. This is very barely issue number one. And um, this girl goes to find uh, the gentleman, a masked wrestler that wrestled with and, and actually, I want to say, killed her mom. We don't know yet. It's kind of vague about it. Um, she asked the dude for help, the wrestler for fucking help. And he's like, why would I help you? Why? Like, you, you're going to go to this dude. She's like, you know who he is? Yeah, motherfucker hit me up too. He's a necromancer. Like, he said he'll give me whatever I want if I can win this match. So there's this weird bond between these two characters, both wrestlers, um, because of they got hit up by this necromancer guy that can give them anything they want if they can win their match. Very interesting. Um, the end of the comic, we learned several things. I'm not going to ruin anything. Uh, one of them being that the wrestler does decide to back her up for his reasons in particular. And the girl is 
she's still green, so I know I'm, I sound like a nerd. She's still green, so she's still new to the business, the industry, so she doesn't know the full ins and outs, how to sell, how to oversell. She doesn't know how to win over the crowd. She doesn't know what over means. She doesn't know what you're not over means. She doesn't know what a push is. So all those stupid things that I know because I'm a fucking wrestling fucking nerd, just like I'm a nerd about everything else that I love in life. <laughs> um, um, I love it. It was cool. Um, the the first issue was very much a, a cliffhanger that I need to read part two. Like I, I looked out and searched for part two. I need to read that. I was hoping I'd go two back-to-back reviews with Dua Powerbomb, Image Comics, and my bad guys. Let me find you the name of the writer and artist because I almost skipped him over, uh, which I hate doing. Um, okay, so it's going to be, again, Dua Powerbomb number one. It's new from Image Comics. The writer and artist and creator is going to be Daniel Warren Johnson. Mike Spicer does the colors and Russ Wooten. And I love Russ Wooten's work. He does the letters. Um, So, yeah, I enjoyed it. Adam, it was cool. So thank you for that, man. Um, I don't think you're going to review that ever, but I'm glad you shot that my way. All right, this one was so good. I literally had to hit it back-to-back weeks, guys. This is the first back-to-back the Comic Syndicate podcast I've got to done to do in the longest fucking time. You guys don't know how good it feels to be able to read and write just a little bit more again and talk and do this. All right, so this is going to be uh, my review of DC Comics uh, Batman 100 number 26 written by Chip Zdarsky. And the artist is going to be George Jimenez or Jorge Jimenez. It's going to be Fail Safe Part 2. In her monologue, every day, as the light retreats, my soldiers come out, the bravest young men and women I've ever known. As we see Duke Thompson, Batgirl, we see Cassandra Kane um, putting on their costumes, Nightwing, Robin, protecting our city, protecting other cities. An outcome that I could never have dreamed of when I started, because I had no dreams. Very cool, Robin. And he says, I couldn't afford to. Very cool fucking story. Very fucking fun story. Um, I love it so much. And it's pretty much now after uh, last week's review. So after Batman 125. I'm not going to spoil anything. What are you doing? So now it's Robin Batman on the job. Same as you. My job. Look, I know you're worried, but the doctors say I'm fine to No. You're not ready. You, you should have assessed the situation at the gala, seen the gunman before turning your back. Are you serious? I was saving people. Wait, does my getting shot remind you of Jason? Of Alfred? Is that it? Look, I didn't start yesterday. You were mad about a different thing, and you're not in charge of me. I don't even wear a bat. So, very cool. Batman, I still don't dream. Not really. Not like they do. So, very cool. Um, so we, this is obviously still Tim Drake, uh, Robin, and they're on the job now. And so this is now uh, issue number one. I'm sorry, issue number 125 last week started with uh, Batman kind of in the in the past looking at things where he was working with a young Tim Drake. And now this is a, still a young Tim Drake, but now he's doing work. So batman's in her modeling i'm uneasy it's not just the joker nightmares i couldn't marry selena i can't afford the level of distraction but i look at the rest at tim barbara they deserve love and happiness and i don't think any of them truly understand that this life won't allow it it's all it'll all get taken away at some point 
it never ends. Even Cobblepot's death has just created a void where lower-level thugs get the chance to rise up. More enemies unending. Wait, something's as we get now. Batman in his cave doing work. And this, the way again, uh, Jorge Jimenez draws is fucking gorgeous. We see some blips and lights behind Batman as he starts getting attacked. Granted, he's at his, his bat fucking computer. His cowl's off and he just starts getting attacked by this, uh, I want to say cyborg. I don't want to say sentient being because we don't know yet, but it's a cyborg. Um, and he's like, ooh, he's fast and strong. Get up, old man. Get up as Batman is trying to fight back. And this dude, this thing is counter. Um, attacking, counter, blocking, blocking, attacking Batman. And it can fight. It's too much. Need to get away. Need to as this creed, oh, cyborg that almost looks like it has a Batman helmet is just beating Batman to shit is the best way to put it. He's kicking him, kneeing him. I'm dead if I stay here. Car, exit. So he talks to his Batmobile and broom takes off as he gets his fucking gun shoots it and grapples on to fucking the Batmobile as the Batmobile peels off out of the Batcave. So very cool to see. And again, more inner monologue. Like Batman is literally getting dragged on the fucking street as, at whatever fucking speed. Um, it, this is why it's cool to see. I always love seeing Batman get his ass kicked. I know it sucks, but I love it because he's a fucking man and it's it's... It's okay to get beat up, and it's, yeah, I love it. So anyways, his inner monologue, concussion, just have to hold on. As we see now him getting fucking pulled out of the Batcave and him throwing some fucking bombs at this, I'm assuming failsafe is this this creature's name. So we see Batman now getting dinged around the city. Okay, focus. Figure out what it is. Then you can take it down. And he gets intercoms Oracle, Batgirl. Batman, damn it. Come in, your vitals are, I'll live, Oracle. But we've got a new enemy on the scene. Robotic, tracking with the satellite. We'll scan and relay. Good. I'll keep it busy. And it's Batman now, trying to figure out, like, okay, what the fuck is this motherfucker? Very cool. It was made, which means it can be unmade. Preclimal, and as she's coming in, scans penetrate, but suggests a variety of robotics, including Amazon tech. So Oracle's talking to him, and Batman's fighting this thing one-on-one. And Batman is now on the streets of Gotham. Not <laughs> Now he's out in, in public getting his ass fucking kicked. Talk to me, your vitals. It's bad, Oracle. Need to get to, and very cool. So as Batman's getting his ass kicked, need to get away. And it's cool, he grapples away one more time, tries to fucking get out of the way. And this robotic creature grabs his cape and just slams him down. Batman, no. How can something so big be so quiet and as it starts beating the shit out of Batman? We see a tooth fly. I can't. Don't let it end like this. By time, may this robot talks like all the rest. Who are you? And this creature answers, justice, failsafe. As he's about to fucking completely obliterate fucking Batman. And that's what's very cool. By this point, um, the rest of the Bat family fucking shows up. So Duke Thomas shows up. Um, 
Signal shows up. Uh, Batwoman shows up. Uh, uh, Signal, yeah. So everyone, Cassandra Kane shows up. He's like, no, Cassandra and Stephanie, Duke, this thing's too much, though. As this thing just starts now wailing and starts beating the shit out of the Bat family, the three youngest ones of, of the bunch, minus Damien. He'll kill them. Have to. Stephanie's breathing, still alive. Thank God, but why would he, as we see now, Duke gets back in it. And he gets fucking his ass kicked. Get out of here, Batman. He's after you. As Batman's beat up bloody and just getting fucking rocked. And Robin now shows up. Needs to, needs to, and Robin's Tim Drake's. You need medical attention. Oracle's called Leslie. She's meeting us down in the cave. Meeting us in the cave as we get this this interaction from, from Failsafe now. Failsafe, I know him, familiar. You've got a concussion, Bruce. Let's just, damn it. So now they book it. So now the roles are reversed from issue 125 where Batman is trying to help Robin escape and get him to a hospital, help him get some help. And then we get, (laughs) sorry I'm late, guys. Traffic from Bloodhaven was killer. And it's a beautiful fucking scene of, of now Nightwing on his fucking Nightwing motorcycle just hauling ass. And he goes after fucking the dude. And it's fucking cool. It just felt good to see when the Bat family gets together and interacts and works together. They're fucking dope. Nightwing is there and he's there to go to fucking work. And it's fucking dope to see. Um, And he's trying to get information on like what the fuck is this fucking thing. And it's cool because you think Nightwing's there and and he's going to help save everyone. And he's also one of the characters that just starts getting his ass fucking kicked. So this failsafe, this cybernetic fucking thing, uh, gets to Duke again and scans his his helmet. It's it's literally a fucking helmet. He scans it and he's like, okay, this is the information I needed. I just needed to scan this so I can see what you guys see. Like... You guys think you're off the grid, but now I can find you guys. So very cool. Um, I'm I'm not going to go too much in depth in it than that. It's a fucking dope story. Like, I love seeing the Bat family just struggle and get their asses kicked together. Uh, when you get your asses kicked together as a team, it's different than getting your ass kicked by yourself. And then when they work together, when they get up off their onto their feet it just means more um so i loved it that's all i'm going to go through if you guys liked the review check it fucking out again it's batman 100 number 26 written by chip zadarsky and the artist is going to be um jorge jimenez and uh, and it's beautiful fucking art like so many fucking panels i need to share but yes um i hope you guys enjoyed this review this show uh please forgive the rants i didn't think it was going to be this long of a show but with that 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 news was just fucking interesting how do you guys feel about it hit me up eric i know you're gonna hit me up dude uh tell me i'm wrong i don't know which side to fucking lean towards look i'm not a big exec fucking dude so i don't fucking know maybe i don't know fucking shit but at least i'll give you guys some background on how i feel about it so all right i'll catch you guys next week it's good to be here back to back uh, it's been a while again since I've done it, so I love it. Uh, the game plan is to keep rolling with this, and I got another good review next week. All right, that's when I'll catch you guys. Peace out.